Hello. 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 <laughs> What's up? Not too much. Fred Phelps is dying. Yay. <laughs> I know. There's people on Facebook saying, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, like, you know, be happy that someone's dying. Nah, fuck you. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I, I saw that this morning, and the first thing I typed was, thank God. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, <laughs> Pablo. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pablo, I've been showing everyone else, but I haven't showed you yet. Uh, Kim sent me some art for my birthday that I think is absolutely fabulous. I think he's actually getting a lot stronger. Hello? Pablo? Hello? Pablo? I don't hear you. Uh-oh. Pablo? Uh-oh. Right now. Hello? Marco? Hello? Can't hear you. He's saying hello. Oh, well, we can't hear you. Sorry. Oh. Give him a second. He'll, we'll figure this out. Yay. Yeah. Hello? Okay. We got Pablo! Hey there! Hey. Pablo, did you look at the art? Yes, I did. It's great. Real neat Wonder Woman art. Okay, good. I gotta say that you were the one who, who had the most issues with his anatomy other than me. <laughs> Originally. Well, I, I, the thing is, it's because I know he could be, I know he could be, like, at the next level and stuff, you know? It's like... Mm. He has gotten like, much better. He he had a little yeah. bit of problem with backs at first. Um, he's gotten much better with that. That was really my only complaint with the art was just like, like you need to put a back on her. He's and, leveled up. Yeah, and I understand that because I mean I remember like drawing like people and they look like they were like hollow in the back or something like that. You know, cheap toys or something. <laughs> well, uh, the thing that. Ben had me correct him, actually explain to him was the oh. the volumes thing when it came to, you know, stuff that lays on top of someone's chest. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, well... That's very important, though. That's very yes. important. Yeah, well, there's other things to learn. It's uh... Well, I'm always learning. And... By the way, I did watch Silverhawks. Yeah? A lot, back in the day. I don't oh. recall most of the names <laughs> because no, uh, wow. they, they were dubbed here, but but I did get to watch most of the series. Yeah, Never saw of... Tiger Sharks though, and I do have the Thundercats figures. Um, I don't think anyone's wow. seen Tiger Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger by the day. Hold on, Tiger Sharks. Like I was aware of them, but I had never seen it. The toys for Silverhawks are more of a mystery because um, there were like prototypes announced, oh. and uh, only I. A friend of mine got some of the figures that didn't look like anything like the ones that were promoted, but they were actually closer to a series. Uh, he got them from Spain. Well, that like is... I said, well, the thing is, the only people I've ever seen that have have the Silverhawks figures are, you know, either really rare toy collectors or angry people with, with fake angry YouTube shows. I, re I think I recall <laughs> seeing them, like in the store or something or maybe it was an advertisement or something because i remember seeing it but being like okay silverhawks all right because i i i remember the i remember <laughs> loving that opening but the show is just yeah the thing it's... i most recall of the show is that the lasers from their shoulders actually you know <laughs> deformed and you know will bend in in, in a way more radical uh way than, you know, Darkseid's eye beams or something. <laughs> uh, take a turn and hit something that, uh, you know, it was worse than, you know, the smokers from Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> it, it just makes no sense. 
and they also had like this noir thing going from time to time, especially when they did uh, episodes based on Picard. I mean, Captain Telescope. I, I, I don't recall <laughs> their boss's name, Locutus or something. Yes. By the way, my Skype is on a non-responding uh, status, so I, 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 for some reason, I can't check any windows, but somehow I'm still talking to you guys, so... Okay. Win? Well, I it's guess. Skype. The Guyan. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Decian, the superhero webcomic. Decian's got superhero antics and sexy girls. Read it now at Decian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N.com. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Tonight we'll be talking about Kill La Kill. And of course joining us is our uh, is my co-host, T-Mr. Neil. You need to get naked, Ryuko. And also with us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Ragio, world's best mom. And also with us is <laughs> Pablo Prano. Human fiber fusion stuff. Yeah! I get it. <laughs> I, I get it translated in Spanish. I have no idea how it is in English. They synchronization. Say life fiber. Life fiber synchronization. synchronization. Yeah, that's what it is in English. So. Kill a Kill is the series that's about these two sisters that don't want to share their clothing. And no, that's just the biggest spoiler ever, you know, starting right out with that. Yeah, boom. I wouldn't say it's about that. No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just trying to do like a gross simplification. It's yeah. a lot deeper than that. It's about, well, uh, it's about this it's about girl. It's about people not wanting to wear clothes. Yes. Yeah. Because the good organization that's trying to save humanity from basically venom suits, nudist beach is 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 nudist beach. Yes, with <laughs> with a teacher whose nipples glow in the sun. <laughs> it's not just the nipples we eventually find out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in nudist beach. That the, the, is like the best moment when he starts just saying nudist beach over and over and Ryuko is just looking at him like, what the fuck, man? But the story starts with Ryuko, who's this, who's this young girl who is looking for to avenge her father's death. And the only cl- clue she has is this giant ass half of a scissor that she got from the killer. And she's just seeking to avenge her father's death. And... She shows up at this academy, the, the school, where the, the, the haves and have-nots are very, very clearly divided because the haves get to wear these, uh, these uh, star uniforms that have life fibers in them, and the have-nots do not. I wonder if this is about class. No. And, and, uh, and what happens to, to Ryoko is... Is she actually does pretty good against normal people with just this giant scissor as her weapon, but as soon as she faces off against the first named, uh, you know, life, you know, star uniform fighter, she gets her ass kicked. So she goes back to her father's old ho- home, and that's when a talking sailor Fuku assaults her, me, addresses me, her, me. undresses her, and. And forces himself on her and then drinks her blood. Yep. 
Vampire Cellar uniforms. Trigger that's warning. What it's all about. <laughs> and but the exchange of this is by drinking her blood, the uh, the the, uh, the suit sen, uh, senkatsu. Senketsu. Sen, uh, senketsu. Yeah, Senketsu gives Ryuko unbelievable power that can challenge that can challenge most of, if not all of the uh, star uniforms. Mm. But in exchange for drinking her blood. Yeah. And so, but the all the other exchange is when the Senketsu is activated, it goes from looking like a normal, fairly okay looking dark sailor Fuku into something that barely covers her body. And we we're talking basically, what was the name of that reporter? Uh, you know, you know the one I'm talking about, the one with the mustache. Oh, um, Borat. Yeah, it looks a bit like Borat's uh, swimsuit. Yeah, it, do- it does look like Borat's swimsuit. <laughs> except there's a little bit more on the top. and then In shoulder pads. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's basically... Well, I would say Satsuki's Junketsu looks more like, yeah, Borat's. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, so there's like two Kamui, which are basically like... God, which basically translates, I think, like God fiber or something like that. Yeah, divine uniform yeah. or something like that. Yeah, divine uniform. Yeah, and so they, so Satsuki has one, which is Junketsu, given to her by her father, and then, and then Ryuko has one named Senketsu, given to her by her father. Yes. Ooh. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the minute I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, not that it, you know, not that this show is actually cares about that. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, it starts the series starts fairly normally because it's like okay, so because the thing is, every time uh, Ryuko defeats one of these named mini bosses, a, a fiber flies out, and Senketsu... they are the the presidents of the small clubs that yes. are at the Onoji Academy. Like for instance, the tennis club and the yes. boxing club. Yeah, oh, so yeah. It, Trevor, it, Trevor was like, my God, are they going to just do like the frickin' high school thing? Because he's like, oh my God, the trope. And I'm like, shush. shush. Yeah, that's the thing is you expect, <laughs> you, expect, you expect most of the series to be like a, 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 a gentle climb up the ladder of beating mini bosses. Oh, but, no. But no, it's because in like episode four or five, it's like, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to jump straight to the final four. <laughs> which i was like is this gonna be 13 episodes no bitches nah this is just how it begins <laughs> it was awesome yeah i i mean this this series has thrown me like lots of like i thought okay it's gonna be like this and then it just goes in a totally different direction i'm like yeah i like you i like you series like the recap episode Oh my god the recap episode is the best recap episode ever like i was like I pull it up and I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, there might be some original animation thrown in. And then it's like, nope, we're going to start. Lol. <laughs> and uh, the, thing, the thing is, uh, the anchor character for, for Yuko is her best friend, Maka. Maka Shoku Maka. Yeah. Uh, which, is, uh, which is basically, Ryuko lives with Mako. And Mako has this really strange family with a mother who who with who cooks illegal fried, surgeons yeah her, her mother co- cooks fried croquets made from un- indistinguishable mash stuff her, oh they're uh, poor her, their, <laughs> the father is a back alley surgeon who who loses more patients and saves Lol, there's a lot of poor people 
<laughs> Don't forget the small brother. The small brother who tries to steal money. Yeah. And, and and his accomplice gets the dog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the episode I loved the most with them was the uh, you know the, the one I had the most fun with, when they're trying to get uh, the uniform back to Ryuko. Yeah. They always lose focus because they they get like, like a glimpse of her body or something and they. Yeah. Go, and, and they start doing the, you know, the you go ahead trope. Yeah. <laughs> it's your turn to take it to her. Save Saori, <laughs> save Athena. And even Guts gets a, gets a nosebleed. She gave the dog a bone. It's amazing. But, but I love the, the development that this series has. For instance, uh, at one point... Uh, Ryuka sort of figures out the way that the series has been playing so far, which is uh, that the reason why she's being challenged so much by these uh, pre- club presidents is because they, they all splintered their clubs in order to win and thus uh, get a higher up in the uh, class thing. Because, you know, if you have a, if you're a good student, uh, inverted commas there, uh, and you have like a, a nice uh, I don't know, high grades when it comes to beating up people in that school, uh, you get to live in a better place because hmm. the whole academy is, is built like in a pyramid scheme, similar to, you know, the, the uh, what's the name? Uh, the Attack on Titan uh, walls. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's instance, basically and, another class series that mm-hmm. has been popular in Japan recently. But they sort of got rid of that really easy because the thing was that Ryuko thinks, oh, I know, I'll put my own club, I'll be my own class president, uh, and that way I'll beat the shit out of everyone and, and mm. Maka gets to live in a better place. Uh, and, and the moment they start giving her the paperwork to do, she's like, you know, I, I went to say that Maka's going to be the president, yep. so she should be the <laughs> one doing the paperwork. <laughs> And they, you know, they have the, like this meteoric rise uh, up in the classes, and of course the the old the sort of cliche that oh we're living better, so we're all better, but we yeah, start yeah. drifting apart, thing plays out. But it's great the moment that you know they give Maka her own uniform, and she yeah. has to beat Ryuko in order to keep living the way she does. And the thing is that her family does not stop her at all. <laughs> They're like, go oh, ahead, no. we'll we'll live full happy for you, Ryuko. Yeah, they're all like, we, yeah, yeah, go go on. And, and I, I, that episode kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was thinking, like, up to that point, like, this is about class. But I think now I'm seeing that, like, that episode is supposed to establish that, like, maybe we're, maybe it's like not about like class, but about like maybe humanity needs to remember what's important. Like, is it this clothing bullshit or is it actually family? And after I started seeing that, I was like, okay, I'm okay with the series again. Yeah. Because I don't like this whole attitude of, like, money makes things worse. Now money makes things better. <laughs> and they did. The only thing was yeah. just how you lived it. And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's what I love about Maka, that It wasn't that, you know, their family went, no, wait. Or, or and she didn't know she went and scolded them all because it's yep. like you were supposed yep. to stop me. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. 
I, I, I think this series is just really good just because in general it's um the twists have been really good. Um the lot of the the animation they they know how to save on it, so then they get these like really epic fights that just like I don't know, it's just I'm watching this and I'm pumping my fist the entire time. This is like the manliest magical girl series ever made. <laughs> like and also the way that like in the rec- in the last episode there was a face off between Satsuki and uh and Ryuko and I was like I turned to Trevor and I said this is the manliest thing I've seen in anime in a while and it's two chicks. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's partly because of course of, of the ones behind it. Uh yeah. they're big uh Ken Ishigawa fans, uh, ma- maker of one of the mainliest ever mangas, which is yeah, Geta Robots. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did that homage when it comes to, you know, when Senketsu has to reattach to Ryuko. <laughs> and the, 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 the uniform in its sailor form goes flying to, to Ryuko and uh, the bad guy tries to slice uh, slice it in order, before it gets to her and it splits in two, the skirt and the I top. Know, I know. I know. And then it reattaches to the other. It's like snap. <laughs> it's the most mecha way ever possible, and ah, it's it's so it's so badass. I mean, this is this movie, uh, this series it, as a whole, it's incredible. I mean, it's a, it's the first series that w- wants me actually to I don't know just. Go start walking naked in a convention, uh, which would probably yeah. bring me problems like that uh, Ryuko cosplayer found out later. Well, uh, you could wear your DTR uh, robot, and then you aren't oh, completely naked. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a uh, that's the thing. I mean, seriously, it makes you. there's there's one of my favorite things in fiction. It's whenever a character goes and says, "I know who I am." Uh, it, it's like a very powerful moment every time I see it in a series, especially in series by these guys here. Uh, like, for instance, in Gurren Lagann, when Simon, you know, just... Simon. Uh, Simon, sorry. Simon. Goes and say... Oh, no, you can say Simon. Hmm, I can say Simon, because I'm yeah. a Spanish-speaking person. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that uh, th- that moment when he goes all... Uh, I'm not my brother, I am me, and I'm going to kick your asses. That was like mm. an epic moment. Every time I watch Doctor Who and they go, I'm the doctor, I'm like, oh, yes. And this series is a lot about that. And all the characters here, especially Satsuki and, and Ryuko, they they have like a very firm grasp on who they are. And every time they go like that, it, it's like liberating in so many ways, which is part of the message of the series. So, for instance, uh, at first, uh, Ryuko, when she starts wearing uh, Senketsu, uh, she's entirely embarrassed by the way it looks. Uh, but <laughs> the moment Satsuki it, gets his, uh, her own uh, divine cloth, uh, uh, Junketsu, which actually shows more skin, she sweats it off. You know, she's like, whatever, I'm going to kick your ass. Right. Uh, and it's like, but you're showing your, I'm going to kick your ass. If I have to show flesh in order to kick your ass, I'm going to do that. Because I'm motherfucking Satsuki Kirin. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, and that's the thing. The, the series has that thing where you stop caring. They're, by the end of the series, most of the main characters aren't wearing any sort of, of clothing. They're, They're just wearing just utility new. belts. 
they're only wearing utility belts. There's, it's something like Batman would do. And, and it's like, are you go seriously going to, to go up to Batman and tell him, you can't wear just a utility belt? No, he because he's the ass. goddamn Batman. He can exactly. wear a utility belt. <laughs> Yeah, like I love, I love that the series is like, like I do like how they hide everyone from being nude. It's it's kind of cute, but at the same time, I like how there's guns right, right in front of their crotches, like, like, and and it and in the last episode, uh, when when the professor is like giving his speech, the guns jiggle a bit, and I and my my oh oh oh, oh and the mom when when uh the teacher is explaining everything up to that point. Uh, and like her eyes are just going over to his crotch like slowly <laughs> like I was like that is that is so awesome I love these series but let's oh, talk well, about we the... haven't talked about Ragio we haven't talked yeah, about yeah, well let's talk about the main thread of the series which which ties into Ragio the main thread of the series is basically um, picture the venom the venom symbiote landing on a planet and the only way you can reproduce is by turning the whole planet into the symbiote and then exploding like a spore that's what life fibers are they're Just a symbi like in spider-man unlimited oh yeah maybe it's a prequel to kill a kill because you know it, it ended on that cliffhanger with the spores exploding god yeah, no yeah no it's starting to oh god but <laughs> But the idea is there's like this one central sentient life spore, I mean life thread that's part of this alien being that wants to turn the whole planet into a covered planet to be the spore to explode. And and Ragio is like the servant of this living spore. And she's also Satsuki's mother. Yeah. And also <gasps> Spoiler alert! Spoilers! <laughs> She's also Yoko's mother. Dun 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 dun. And like it was pretty obvious. It's impossible. Ah, oh, but Ragio. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, she's so awesome. I love so Ragio. Within your life fibers, you know it to be true. Yeah. No. Oh, but the so thing cool. is, Ragio like... also has like this minion that's like this creepy little one-eyed girl that's oh, yeah, made really... entirely out of life fibers. She's yeah, creepy she... as fuck. I always suspected Lolitas were evil. She this just confirmed it. Yeah, she she is. I I I like Nui just because she's just annoying as fuck, and that's why I like her. Um, oh, but I think Ho Hoomaru, uh, the assistant to Rakio, is even more of a threat because I have this feeling that she's gonna like. Is are you talking about the woman who's just so business? Yeah, you don't never trust a never trust a person like that. She's the equivalent of that. Asian guy in that Simpsons episode at the end with the Jaikusa and the mob fighting off. Yeah. And, yeah. and Homer going, I don't know who that little guy is, but he's just standing there. He's going to do something really, really awesome any minute now. Yeah. And then he had to look away, and then all of a sudden you hear this awesome shout, and then he's like, Oh. oh. <laughs> yep, that's that's what Homer is going but, to do. Uh, like. But the, the creepy girl, I mean, last episode I saw, great moment where. Ryuko cuts off both of her arms and actually makes him makes her permanently lose him. Actually steps on him and like grinds her heels into the these detached arms. But like we have to go back and like when Nui first showed up, I was like yelling at the screen literally, "Run, motherfucker, run! That bitch gonna, gonna gonna fuck you up. You better run. That bitch gonna fuck you up." And and sure enough, she she does fuck her up. So. 
yeah, I was yelling at the screen. Like, yeah. that bitch gonna fuck you up! And the thing is, once Dewey lo- loses her arm, she goes batshit crazy. Oh, well, yeah, that was... Oh, and then the blood is going in Hoamaru's face while she's talking to her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, oh, man, the, 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 the blast of star shit that comes out when Mako and Senketsu go into Ryoko's body, like, well, what? They went into her body. How did that happen? Um, life fibers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Life fibers explains a lot in this series. Like, well, in- oh, yeah, when Rakio's head falls off, and it's still attached by the life fiber. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> as long as there aren't any uh, shadow clones. Yeah, like, this series just gets, it's like Gurren Lagann. It just gets more and more ridiculous and epic. Instead of a drill, it's it's fibers. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Well, I mean, it's, well, you know, for a man, uh, a drill, penis, the, the fibers, something that wraps around vagina. See, they're, they're, complimentary series but there we go but yeah. the, the thing the key thing the thing to keep in mind is is the reason why you know Senketsu covers so little of her is actually ingenious because because the thing is to get the most power out of life fibers while keeping the most of your sanity is to make a cover as little as your body as possible that mm-hmm. that is totally that sensible. perfect sense for me mm, yeah i'm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's yeah, totally but, but, but you're right because because you know uh, you know Ryuko's costume Senketsu you know at least she has a skirt but but uh, but uh, but uh, Satsuki? Satsuki's I mean it's it's like there's this thing that just sort of cups. <laughs> the transformation yes. sequence is just amazing. I, I mean, you watch a cup, cup and then squeeze in. Yeah, well, I mean, Ragio makes a point of like saying it's an ill-fitting uh, thing for her when she rips it off her and then puts it on herself. Like, man, Ragio gonna gonna fuck them up. And, the, and, and then, case, and then I'm, I'm Satsuki fucks them up with a toenail. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah the toenail so awesome. was awesome. Again, it's like, but she's nude. I'm not going to go ahead until Satsuki hearing that she's nude and that bothers me at all. Okay, <laughs> we're all just gonna look away. And Kaori here. I like Kamagori. Like and also he that he's in love with uh with Mako is so cute. Aww. He's like aww. It's, so great. it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the Geek Cast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good, no. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. 
Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. I love every character here, and it's not just because they're showing flesh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ooh. I believe that the time I was the most attracted to Ryuko was after Senketsu gets destroyed by Harumi at the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all she has is, like, the scarf. And then oh, she gets, yeah. like, this sports jogging uh, and, you know, epic sunglasses. And then just ties a scarf around her neck. And goes on with, on a Vespa in order to you know regain every a, a part of Senketsu. I was yeah. like, whoa, that's the most sexiest thing I've ever seen in a woman. It's a jogging. Yes. But yeah. actually, actually, the thing is, uh, is another great moment is when the is when Ryuko's pulling off that uh, you know the other suit. You know when oh, they broke, they broke the God, brainwashing yeah. off her and she's like bleeding like crazy. Oh. Yeah, when she, when she tears Jinkatsu off, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And it hurts like hell! Yes! Well, yeah, I like how in, like, the next episode we see the result and she see that she's got torn skin all over her. It's like, gross. And then Nui's up on the on the battleship spear and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I just love, again, how Satsuki doesn't even fucking blink. When it comes Mm-mm. to the, basically the most dangerous being on Earth, which is, I mean, Harime Nui, it's freaking scary. She's even animated in a scary way, which is odd because it's a funny way. I mean, the, the series usually balances the budget by doing like a very uh, cartoony uh, with low frame count episode and then doing like this epic full animation fight scene episode. And they mm. all progress the plot equally. And every time Harry Menui shows up, she moves like paper cuts. Um, almost like she's fight. Almost like she's like a fabric or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, another great moment is when uh, Satsuki actually wears Senkatsu. Uh, I just love the different ways they both activated their suits. Like uh, mm. Satsuki just had her sword and sort of used it as a hook in order to use the trigger in, in the goblet that is on. Senketsu's uh, <coughs> activation, and and well, we all saw that uh, innuendo when Ragio and Nui activated <laughs> the Junketsu on. Yes, I was like, they're actually doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ragio is like I said, world's best mom. <laughs> I'm gonna rape my daughters. Yeah. I, I, well, first, first, I'm gonna inject my daughters with with dangerous uh, stuff. And I'm not saying after they reach like purity or something. No, no, straight to the womb. Yeah. <laughs> I I love Ryuko's father. I mean, I know uh, he's the same father for both Satsuki and Ryuko. But the thing is that uh, when he's a matoi, when he's this sort of old geese, crazy, ugly motherfucker that reminds me of, uh, you know, Koshi Kabuto's grandfather, the creator of Messenger oh, yeah. C. You know, it's all scarred and, you know, with a hump. Uh, and he's like, 
epic beard, epic hair, <laughs> epic baldness. And Whoa. he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm fighting the worst enemy on this planet with a giant pair of scissors. Well, I think it's awesome that like he breaks his back in order to become that uh, crazy professor dude. Like when you see that, I was like, shit, that is that is hardcore. But then again, he just seen both his daughters injected with life fibers. One of them get dumped then find out she's alive. And then his wife has become a crazy life fiber filled uh, psycho bitch. You know? <laughs> ah, yeah. But I, I was totally impressed by the burning corpse suit. Oh, I didn't yeah, see that yeah. one coming. <laughs> it, it, the ridiculous, the le- I love the level of ridiculousness in this series. It's just like, it's just enough. You know? It's great. Ah, it's so but, awesome. I, I seriously love this series. I haven't been this hooked and this emotional about the series like in oh, years. Yeah, I know. That's a, this and Space Dandy have like renewed my faith in anime. They're just both so good. <sighs> yeah, it's just you can feel the rawness on the the raw power in every yeah. frame of the animation here, whether it's doing like a, this two frame silly skit or it's actually this incredible battle they're doing with every freaking mm. frame in the budget when it comes to Satsuki and Ryuko. I mean, fuck. I'm sure 40% is about to kick in uh, a reference to Gurren Lagann there. Uh, next episode, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really hoping that there's going to be 24 episodes on TV and then the OVA instead of 23 on TV and then the OVA. We shall find 20- out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out after next week. Oh, yes. Uh, I can't wait till September. Why are they doing this? <laughs> because they can. Yeah, because they fucking can. I know. And they know all... Well, I we didn't know we'll watch it anyways. Yeah. Yes. So do we have anything else to say about Kill a Kill other than it's gorgeous? You, you should watch it. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's deep. Uh, there's, I mean, uh, I, I mean, all, when it comes to how much we love it, we can only say how much we love it. I mean, it's a, a, a series that you gotta see. It's a, a yeah. pretty unique. You don't get to see the sort of animation tricks they use in this series. Uh, it, you know, uh, anime has mostly gotten like a huge output uh, as of late. And most of it is filled with bland, uh, just moe moe animation. Moe moe? Um, or animation that's going to be retouched later, which is the oh, biggest yeah. sin that's been oh. happening recently. But right. but here it's like they do stuff that no one would even fucking dare. The um, the text the text shit is the part I would say is like really cool. Like when they when they do like the place name stuff and it's like that three dimensional text. Oh yeah. Like especially in that second opening where the blood splash and them fighting creates the logo. Oh, oh. that was so awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh. No, seriously, it's it, it's a great series. It's it's mm. done by Trigger. 
Yeah, maybe that's some of the background we can give it when it comes to Kill a Kill. It's the first TV animation that Trigger did. It's a oh. new uh, animation studio done by former Gainax employees. Uh, I can th tell. They, they yeah, mostly got. Uh, <laughs> they mostly got uh, uh, popular because of Little Witch Academia, uh, which was one. Here's the thing. It's, it seemed I was watching a making off earlier today. Uh, apparently, the Japanese government. Uh, gives like some uh, awards in order for some animation studios to train new animators. And Little Witch Academia is a 23 minute short film that is just gorgeous. Uh, it was done by the, uh, another director of uh, Studio Trigger because the the one in charge here, uh, which is uh, Hiroyuki Imashi, he's the former director from Gurren Lagann, Dead Lips. Uh, he did some uh, furikuri parts. He's known for the manga scenes, you know, the ones that they're sort of barely animated, but animated, ah. they look like manga. And he also directed the first uh, Red Cutie Honey episode, uh, which explains a lot. And also <laughs> yes. Banshee talking with Garberbelt. And the writer is, of course, again, Kazuki Nayashima from Gurren Lagann and my dear, dear Kamen Rider Force. So, drills everywhere, uh, <laughs> drills in space and aliens. I, I I just love them, and these people are passionate, and they have like full control of what they're doing at the moment, and it's great. It shows. Yeah, it's it's good that they were able to uh, like break away from Gynax, start their own studio. But that's kind of like what Gynax was. Gynax was a bunch of people from outside the industry who started out. And that's good that they're sort of spawning out their own children, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I still need to watch Little Witch Academia. That's one I need to watch. I've got it. Save. Oh, they actually did a, a Kickstarter to get the funding for a second episode, and they got yeah. the, they reached their goal in five hours and got like six know, times I more. That. I was <laughs> like, wow. Well, they deserve it. I mean, the animation they're doing is really good, and I can't wait to see what they're working on. Something else too next, which uh, let's see, it's a Ino Battle wa Nichijo ke no Nakade, which translates to Ino Battle which I guess is where they are. You know, battle and usually the days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, it looks like it's about literature club members or something like that. I'm not really 100%. Mm, no idea. It, it has a cute girl on the cover, so I assume it's like some kind of like school drama thing. We could be in Charlie the Sheep, though. I mean, I seriously didn't know what to expect from Kill la Kill when I first saw the first teaser images. Definitely. Oh, we didn't talk about that there was like a claim of it being plagiarized. That happened at the beginning of the year. Oh, really? I didn't like, know about that. What's it? Uh, yeah, let me link to this. Um, I actually think the guy is like, I don't think it's plagiarized. Because honestly, if you really look at everything that's been put out, like as far as anime, they're all playing off each other. But this guy claimed that um, that he wrote the basis story, which is basically about uh, a kid who who comes back to avenge his friend has wear red scarf. It does sort of seem similar, but it doesn't really. Well, the thing yeah. is, the, the red scarf as memento is is an anime yeah. is an anime trope. Yeah, and then like this character, the character they showed the second one, the Nui character, like the one that Nui might be based on. Uh, I was like, well, if yeah, Nui turns out to be male, then yeah, okay, then I'll say that Kill a Kill is probably plagiarized. But 
it didn't turn out. So, nah. It was just, I think this guy was just trying to get some... Publicity? Get some, yeah, get some publicity. He surely shouldn't complain, because, like, honestly, his ideas are based on things that, you know, have been done before, too, so... A hero with a red scarf? God oh. bless Ishinomori. I know, oh my hey. god. Hey, Neil, how many Capcom heroes have red scarves? Um, and most are, see, there's again, Strider. Kamen uh, Rider. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Capcom heroes is what I asked them. Well, several. I know there's Strider. Um, yes. I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. There's more than one. I think one version of Mega Man. They have scarves in scarf. general. No, no, no. To red scarves. Uh, uh, oh, you're talking zero. about like the, the Battle Network games? Yeah, I think one of them has a scarf. Oh, Zero, Zero, Zero has a scarf. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, and scarf. also the Battle Network's Proterman, and also Proterman, and also... Yeah, Proterman has a scarf, too. Yeah. yeah. You said a red so... scarf. Proterman has, like, a yellow scarf. But he has a red yeah. body. That doesn't count. <laughs> we're... <laughs> we're... We're, stre we're stretching hairs. it as much as this guy is, so... Yeah. So, yeah, but I thought I'd just bring the red that scarf up. Was... A memento. That's a red scarf turning into something... No, I don't, I don't think it honestly does. That's the, I think it's mostly about like the fact that this is about class as well. But I don't. It's not. Think, a, it's like, not a scarf. But Ryu has a red headband, which is a memento from Ken. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying that like, this was brought up, and like I think it sort of just went away because it was like, fuck it, this is not real. And and Domo Kashu wears a red headband in, in remembrance of his brother, <laughs> secretly Racer X. Alright, we're gonna have a list of this on like the, the episode, like here's the following people with red scarf mementos. Well, there, there are two creators when it comes to this Gaku and Noise thing, and the other has a more mild reaction. <laughs> uh, he says, like, it, it's not plagiarism. Plagiarism is tracing the pictures and completely mimicking the story development. Mm -hmm. Kill a Kill's exactly. story is different and seems to be heading in a different direction than his, like, current Lagan did. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. It's more of an attention core movement by the other artists. Please buy my book. Well, and also the thing is, is that I then tried to find his book and I couldn't get it. So I was like, all right. Fuck it. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't actually see it. So. Oh my Ooh. God. There's a character here who is actually a transvestite boy, but that does look like a lolly moe girl. Oh, no. That has not Because been we've done. never seen that before at all. It's not like there was search. like a whole TV series called Madoka Magica where there's you know lots of characters like that. But no, 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 and also there's not there's not uh, there's not been a shit ton of those kind of things I've been reading lately. Like, oh no, father wants daughters. We've all got to dress up like Moe Lolitas. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. I mean, the claim could have been. The claim could have been. It's like saying that every freaking action, you know, fighting manga was ripped off by another action manga. You know, uh, it's I like, oh, yeah, before. because they have to fight against people and they have like a mission <laughs> and vengeance and they power up. So it's all the same, of course. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've heard that one before. But, uh,. You know, not much else we can say about Kill a Kill. The only thing that would make this plagiarism thing even better is if the plagiarism claim came from uh, came from uh, Nick Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, Neil, I got to ask your opinion, and I want this to be on the show. What's your opinion on the fact that the original Kiss members are not being inducted 
into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's just like the current members. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't really care because I'm not really a Kiss fan. I know and... you. I know you aren't a Kiss fan. That's why I wanted to ask you because a, a Kiss fan would go all crazy about you know, oh Peter Chris and <laughs> yeah, and those people need to get over it because uh, there are entire albums where Peter Chris and Ace Frehley are credited, but they don't play on them. <laughs> and you know, I, I think they're overrated. I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of that was uh, Gene and Paul kind of, uh, kind of filling in the gaps and being being businessmen. Because if you ever hear inter- interviews with them, they they are like very very business oriented. They they think of Kiss as like a business. And well, it is. Even when they even when they did the reunion, uh, they hired Ace and and Peter. They did not bring them into the band. So to speak. Ooh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So, like I said, I just wanted to get your opinion on that because lots of people are making a hubbub of, of, of uh, you know, Peter Chris isn't included in this. And you know, I think the '80s Kiss albums were better, and uh, I was really, kind of, I was actually kind of a Kiss fan in the '90s, the early '90s, and I was kind of pissed off when the reunion happened because they came off of a really good album and uh, they broke up a good lineup for for that. So that I could see Peter Chris doing doing karaoke on stage. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that the Wild Stylings should be the ones being in the whole thing, but that's just me. You know, I just God saw that clip. Rock and roll. I just saw you. that clip today. I did sing "God Gave Rock and Roll" to you at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, with death in the band. Yes. Makes perfect sense. Sooner you know, I've, I've, had the least to, I've had the least to say here about uh, Kill a Kill. All I'll say really quick is that um, the animation has like a really nice rough style to it. I think I actually saw texture in there from time to time. And yeah. if you pause it, it looks it looks very sketchy. And I like that. I like that it's not clean. It's like Thank yeah, God, I've been someone. A bit on that, they actually do the splatters and and basically the texture noise by throwing ink into paper and then scanning it and adding it from frame to frame. Ooh. Yes, I do that too. Not for animation. Back when I was doing comics, I used to, if I wanted a good splatter, I just get like I get my get my India ink, I get a big brush and go. Yeah. Nowadays, I just use the computer. Click. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Not the same. It's the same. It's better than me screaming. There, there have been times every now and then where I'm just like, you know, I could do this a lot better if I just had like some paint and a sponge. No, no, no. Maybe you know, I not... just always hated hated re- real media because it was like, if I fuck up, I fucked up. And yeah, just, that's true. Yeah, and that's how abstract mo- abstract art was born. Yes, exactly. I'm talking oh my about god, like... that looks so great. D- didn't I hear that uh, modern art curators are now uh, forbidden or something like that? What? I, what I read is... like an article somewhere that you know modern art art uh, modern art curators uh, got uh, sort of banned <laughs> because it's like a made-up <laughs> profession. <laughs> like, oh, someone just sticked. Uh, a toothpick on a gum and th- send it here. Must be modern art. And then the curator just 
puts it inside or something. And I heard like, it's not a real job. So now you're going to go and got to have a real job. Stop being modern art curators. <laughs> oh. Something like that. Uh, uh, maybe that wasn't what the, the whole article was about, but that's what I wish it was about. <laughs> Well, modern modern art, uh, if you know a little bit about the history of the CIA, was sort of encouraged by them in order to prevent political art arising in America and to some extent in Europe. So it was sort of fostered. Like a lot of famous people were on the were on the uh, payroll for the CIA. So I think Pollock might have been one of them. That explains that. Uh... Men in Black 3 joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it makes perfect sense now. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 they were basically put, well, because in, in, so, in Russia, they were pushing poli like political art that favored, of course, the government, of course. But in America, they decided that they wanted to keep people from doing that because that might lead to people saying things like, well, maybe we need socialized health care. Maybe we should do things for like... Uh, the poor. So they said, let's nip this in the bud and we'll just we'll just tell everyone that this is how art is and they'll believe us. Didn't and the then they turned everyone off. song uh, turned out from that as well? Yes. Yeah. Like they couldn't actually have any lyrics that said anything. So mm. they just went la 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 So there's a lot of a lot of weird things that you think about are just basically old propaganda stuff that people have forgotten about. And we're like, why did that happen? And you just got to go back and read about why it happened. Hey, do you think that Kill a Kill's theory on the school uniforms uh, has something to do with that? You know, it starts saying that in Japan, basically, the female high school uniform is based on the Navy because it's a sailor outfit and the boys is a military outfit. There's a little bit of that going on. There's also just the, well, think about like, I've been thinking about like when I was in school, people would put a lot of like, and even now, put a lot of like, uh, de big deal into like labels and stuff like that. Oh, is that duck head? Oh, are those Levi's? Oh, did you get that from Walmart? You know, things like that. And I think it's sort of saying, why are we so caught up on these like material things? when we know that there's people pulling the strings behind us, telling us to like those material things. Life fevers. Exactly. <laughs> and it's I just wear, I just, it's... I just wear Wranglers and that's it. But, uh, yeah. but uh, I think that's wrapping up our views on the kill, the kill. Yes. Um, definitely a recommendation here. Neil. Oh hmm. yes. 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 All right. So this is your host, Ben. We have TVs, Mr. Neil. Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki, SGBY.com, your one-stop shop for sexy fun. And Pablo Prino, nudist beach animator. <laughs> and we are saying goodnight. Goodnight. <laughs> <laughs>
it was pretty large compared to the rest of our action figures. Oh, Lionel was even larger, I think, because it had like yeah. this sort of power-up ring thing that you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I also had Mumbra, which that. was even larger. Thunder, thunder, thunder! I had the sword. It was heavy as hell, or maybe that was just my childhood mind trying to emulate uh, Cap Lionel. Yeah. We had oh, the it's he- so we heavy. We had the He-Man sword, and uh, oh. I think the it He-Man was just it was great. Yeah, it didn't make any. It didn't make any sound. This one was just a plastic one. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah. And the uh, He-Man sword was pretty awesome. I finally found out uh, doing some fencing with my father using the Grayskull sword. Like, what what's with these handles on the sides? And then my father sort of slices down and gets hooked right on the handle ah. part of the. <laughs> And I sort of disarmed him with it. I was like, oh. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Being four years old is like the best age ever. <laughs> oh. All right. So everyone else good? Pablo, will you be good next week to, to do the to do the writer jam? Uh, it will depend on the days and on the work. I, I, I was able to hand in uh, the weird fruit storyboard today at 4 p.m. Uh, but uh, I think I'll, I'll start to be free on Fridays for uh, for some of the, the of the following weeks because the thing is that I'm going to start doing another giving another storyboard classes two times a week uh, on Tuesdays and uh, thir- uh, Thursdays yeah and yeah. and Usually I have uh, animation classes on Fridays, but that's going to be like way more ahead. So I, I think I'll be free on Fridays. Besides also the, the friend that's usually trying to get me to do stuff by night, uh, he started playing Magic the Gathering again. And it seems <laughs> like there's something called Friday Night Magic or something like that, uh, where they get special cards and stuff. And given that he's a shop owner, he gets some privileges and whatever. So I'll, I'll seems to be way more free on Fridays now. Friday is my free day. Free days. So but yeah, that's, it's that's uh, it. like I said, is the latest episode of Comic Connoisseurs. We talked about the Ultraverse. Uh, we talked about the TV shows. You know, Ultra Force, um, uh, Nightman. <laughs> oh, Nightman! I remember the only comic book I saw from Nightman had a crossover with Gambit, and yes, the TV that was show the... was on Fox. <laughs> yes, yes, Nightman. Oh God, Nightman was terrible. It was ahead of its age. I mean, look at Deadshot now on Arrow. They're about the same quality. I know. That's why I say it was ahead of its age. Oh, you know what the funniest thing was? Was uh, when we decided to look up Hawkman, a clip of Hawkman from Smallville, and we couldn't stop laughing. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you hear him talk? What? Did you guys hear him talk? No, it but... We, <laughs> but just looking at his scowl and stuff, we were, making, we were saying he's probably trying to do the Christian Bale thing just by looking at his scowl. Yes, he was. Mm. I'm Christian Bale. I'm trying to be Batman. 
And I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm working so hard. I'm acting so hard with my face. Give me that Oscar before it explodes. He'll get his Oscar. He'll get the honorary one when he's like 70. Oh, that no. One thing someone said once: it would be terrible that Hollywood would make a movie about Leonardo DiCaprio's life and the actor playing him gets an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. He led such a horrible life getting it started on growing pains as the kid that lived in the oh. attic. Poor Leonardo DiCaprio, he, he seriously needs, they need to give him an Oscar so that he will start, you know, acting on, I don't know, teen comedy or love comedies uh, or p movies with The Rock, I don't know. But he, he, he really, I mean, I'm seriously concerned. Every time I, I look at him, he's making like all these Faces, you you can tell he's trying really really hard to you know act out of his face. He's um, trying. Well, I yeah. think like I think Scorsese is like, hey, okay, let's let's use the face a bit. I know it's pretty and you don't want to wrinkle it, but we got a break. We got I, I think he just has. To, I think he just has to hit that level of his career. Sort of like Nicolas Cage, where, okay, I'm never getting an Oscar. Let's just make movies. Yeah, I think that's what he's going to end up doing. He's not, like, it, you know, like Jack Nicholson, he plays himself in every role he's in. It's like Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Jack Nicholson is a crazy person. Or Jack Nicholson is an old man. But it works. I take a man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that. But, uh, I love that movie. Um... But it's it's fine in his case because he's so amusing and he's so good. But like Leonardo DiCaprio, I look at him, I go, bless your heart. You are so pretty. That's one of the good things of being ugly. I, given that I'm pretty ugly myself, uh, I get more I get to be a character actor. So people would come next to me after watching Naturas 2 and, and they would go, Man, you really can't act. Please don't go near me ever again. And then they just walk away because I had like three parts and they're all scary as hell. I mean, the the director appreciates it, but seriously, no no person, no sane person on the set was comfortable near me, especially not when in makeup. Uh, well, by the way, Pablo, are you, would you be up for doing an episode on Galaxy Rangers in a couple of weeks? Galaxy Rangers? Yes. Ooh, uh, expand, please. I'm not sure I know them, at least not by that name. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, it's a cartoon in the 80s about... Space. About space it's, not about, it's not about teens with attitude, which I originally oh. thought. Yeah. But oh, the, I, the, I, the, I have so many wonderful things to talk to you about Super Mega FU, I mean Mega Force. But go on, please. Well, it's about it's about like five space cops that are like Texas Rangers, but space cops, and they all, each one has special powers, and they're like fighting crime in a future time. Fighting crime, fighting crime. Uh, in a future time. <laughs> <laughs> it's future time. Uh, no, I haven't seen that show. Oddly enough, because it sounds like right up in my alley, but oh. haven't seen it. Okay, so like I said, when I first when I first told say, said to Neil, hey Neil, let's do an episode on Galaxy Rangers. Neil was like, fuck no. 
Because <laughs> Neil thought I was talking about Power Rangers. Aww. It sounds like uh, a season no. of Power Rangers. It does. Well, if you ever try to uh, make something out of Super Mega Force Power Rangers, I've got plenty to talk to you because uh, I, 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 I'm actually eager to see if a certain someone will, in a certain not uh, due date, release a history of said series. No. Where he will probably contradict his every decision or statement so far. No, no. Just because the, Tommy the, is going to be in the final episode. No, no, the, 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 that, that person you speak of is still broken up over the fact that the White Ranger lost to Scorpion in Machinima's versus series. Uh, I haven't seen it. You Scorpion can't... fucking speared White it's Ranger bad. in the head, and White Ranger is being played by Jason David Frank. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> right there, nice. I, uh, then I do have to check it out. You know, he's going to have a, a a bigger seizure when they go. You know, because somehow Jason David Frank Tommy is going to be the and in this super mega special stuff. And again, there's no real reason for him to be the Green Ranger at all, except, you know, fan wank. Uh, so stuff will happen, but uh, there's many things to talk about. And they, oh, like, that's for awesome. instance, they're, they're not really trying that hard to edit out the non Power Ranger Super Sentai, because at first it was like they're going to use this. Uh, the the Dime Ranger suits, we all knew it from the teaser. It's like, oh, they never used that suit. How are they going to explain? Maybe it's a White Ranger. And and then this new sort of yes. Rangers, you have unlocked a new power Sorry, never yeah. seen on this planet before. <laughs> and then they transform into the Dime Ranger suits. And they, they just go, let's use the new powers. Bring on the new, usually go Wild Force or something like that. Like, that's it? Okay. okay. But then in a later episode, they do that, but then they have different other Super Sentai suits that were never in the American version. And they're given no explanation whatsoever. <laughs> at all. Did oh. go to edit out the 70s Super Sentai, but still. It's still weird. Oh, <laughs> but, I, put the, okay. I put the link in the chat, Pablo, for you. Yes. I'll email it to you as well, because it's quite awesome. But what do you think of that video, Kitty Hawk? That's funny as shit. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I like Power Rangers, but I'm sorry, it's Scorpion. <laughs> what do you think, Neil? That's pretty nice. Yeah, that's pretty And nice. it was really Jason David Frank voicing him. Voicing Good, it means he has a sense of humor. Well, that means he knows he's going to lose. Because yeah. do, do, do you think any Power Ranger could take Scorpion? No. The scorpion can like teleport all over the damn place and shit, and he's like an undead minion of the Shao Kahn or something. I I don't know. I don't really know much about Mortal Kombat. No, he's, that... he's pretty much like a a free agent. He's not really good, not really evil. Why do I know this? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Because Christopher Lambert told you. Well, because I've played the first two Mortal Kombat's and. Yeah. Trust me, I don't know much beyond that. Yeah, the movie? It, gets, it gets crazy. Well, the movie's yeah. not... Actually, the movie for Mortal Kombat isn't all that bad. It's one of the better fighting games to movie adaptations out there. 
I think it's because it was so ridiculous to begin with. It never took itself very seriously that it kind of works. It's like, this is just shit to begin with. Unlike I, I mean, the, the fact that, that. The, the fact that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that Johnny's fight against, uh, what, what's his name? Goido? Goro. Goro, Goro started with him Goro. doing the split punch. Guido. <laughs> I mean, that was that was hilarious. It's like that's what you're that's what you want to see in a Mortal Kombat movie. It was a it was actually like I'll I'll put it down as like one of the best um like adaptations. So and there's not many like I'm trying to think of any video game adaptations. You know, what? I've kind of warmed up to the Street Fighter movie. I used to hate it. Yeah, so it's like, not. It's, is is it is it because of Jean Claude Van Damme? It's mainly no, because of Raul Julia. Julia. Yeah, the ha- the acting his ass off. Oh, well, you know what's really funny so about Raul? You know, uh, did you know that the head of Capcom reenacted that scene? Yes. Yes. Yes, we saw that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, I don't know. But for me, oh well, well the, the fatal. The Fatal Fury uh, OVAs weren't terrible, mostly because like. Oh, I loved them. What you? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. There's mice tits. I'm happy. Yay! Oh, uh, (laughs) a a friend of mine saw the the third movie in in slow motion, and the amount of fan service hidden in you know frames there—it's terrible. I mean, the, the the sort of high level detail of frames. Put right in front of your face. It's wow. Seriously, I know it, was it is really good animation. Incredible. I think it was Madhouse that did that. I think it was. So, yeah. so Pablo, did you watch that quick video clip? Oh yeah, I got to see it while this was loading. It started loading contacts very slowly. Well, it was very graphic and pretty well produced. I mean, the the bit at least that you sent me, which was a final. I don't know how the rest of the fight was, but they actually got nice props. So props yeah. to them, I guess. <laughs> do you, don't do you, don't you agree that's what would happen? Come on, agree. Uh-oh. Pablo, Uh-oh. Lost he, does, him. he doesn't Uh-oh. want to agree. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I see Q. We have uh oh. Yeah, we have yes. a oh, right? So, oh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, Neil, yes, did you see the did you see the full trailer for uh, Transformers Four? No, I'm not. <laughs> Optimus oh, Prime is is now a cla- the classic Optimus Prime truck t- design. Yeah, I've heard that oh, they're going back classic. to that because like Excellent. people, the, the the fucking junkyard uh, Transformers. Hello? Hello, Pablo. Hey there. Hello. Uh, basically, the profile rangers work on the same level of logos, you know. You hit them and they shoot sparkles out instead of bleeding, so... I don't know. So you expected, like, it a does. firecracker to pop out of the back of his head instead of... The way it would happen. 
That would be hilarious. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, I'm more used to uh -oh. Power Rangers being speared when they're powered off. I mean, it, it's sort of like you beat them until the suit comes off. And I, I have like this weird, stupid logic belief behind it that it's like, oh, the, the suit transforms everything to energy. It's all energy-based. Like, for instance, where does the snout of the dog uh, Power Ranger go? It's because it's sort of like energy contained inside of a ranger form. You know, that's how much I can stretch it when it comes to trying to explain out how that would work. Oh, God. So how's everything else going, guys? Pretty good. Just um, working on art today. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish up the final commission that I've got on my docket, which means then I'm free. Free falling. Which means yes. I'm just going to work on my own stuff, you know. Working on SGVY? SGVY is going to happen. AAA1 is happening this week. The um, Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, that's the Christmas special. That's ending. Finally. Yeah, I know. It just. Oh, I know. Um, you were busy with something. Yeah, I was busy with something. Well, a lot of shit came up, and yeah. I was like, uh, fuck. And um, then I'll be able to work on AAA one, which will start soon. Good. That'll be on. That'll be on store. So yay! Well, the first the first couple of chapters will not be on the store. They'll be free. excellent. Because I gotta hook you. So how's it? How's everything going with you, Pablo? I know you're being run ragged, but it sounds like that's gonna oh, yeah. that's gonna stop soon or slow down enough to where we can focus on our projects again. Uh, I've been, uh, it's been a weird year so far because it started with basically a, a, an email by one of my production companies that usually gives me the most work. And they went like, oh, we're in financial problems. Uh, work isn't going that well. We might not be able to, you know, pay you enough or hire you enough from now on. I was like, oh my God. That means I have to start working for real now. And I got paranoid and started accepting every job that was coming my way. But the thing is that somehow uh, in March it all exploded and I have been doing like three storyboards a week. Uh, that's sort of taking quite a, a lot of, of my work. Uh, I also started doing a, a one-page comic for a Plan H magazine. It's a digital magazine with some of the big comic artists here from Uruguay, like Gesio and Ardito. Um, they were kind enough to let me expand on a small strip that I did called Gata Blanca, which is a parody from the Catwoman-style characters, you know, oh, yes. cat-based uh, characters. Uh, I did my own take on it. And I saw it. They liked it. They liked it, the, the, the one page, they liked it, and now it's... Uh, it's going to be a monthly one-page comic, apparently. Hmm. Uh, oh, I also found out that Pat Shand, who was this writer, I I did a fan comic of Angel, like, five, six years ago, when I was just starting out with Hero Academy. Uh, he ended up actually writing for the IDW Angel series, and is now writing for Cinescope. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's how I found out. It's only I, I do follow Cinescope on on Facebook, and suddenly it's like Pat Shand talks about this and that. And I'm like, wait, Pat Shand? And then I wrote to him and say, Are you that Pat Shand? It's like, Oh yeah, how are you? I'm like, Oh, 
We need to get uh, our comic going again, Pablo, because I've been writing script and and actually after this, Pablo, if you have like ten or twenty minutes, let's talk about what I have on the script so far. Well, it's almost twelve o'clock, so I, I yeah, I guess I have a half an hour more. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, uh, Pablo and I are going to talk business now, but uh, it's great having right. you. Next week we'll do a show. Okay. Okay. Talk to y'all right. later. All right. Take care. Nice. Bye bye.